The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Buckle up! It's showtime! Welcome to the revolution with Jim and Trev. Oh, boy. It's growing. Bring it, go. And getting bigger every oh, yeah. single Woo. day. What is going on here? America's number one outdoor radio show for over 16 years. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trev. All right, man, I'm in. Presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Extreme Outdoor Adventure! Charge! I really thought there would have been a response. I love that. <laughs> I, I'm pumped about this. Once we, you say that, you can't say anything else. We've got Chris Dorsey, and this is the man, if you're going to get in a bar fight, attacked by a herd of rabid squirrels, yes. uh, or if you just want to go hunting, it doesn't yes. really matter. You Bunch want Chris, of ankle biters. You want to go with Chris Dorsey. This guy is so cool. He's done amazing things. He's going to be stopping by for a doubleheader with us. That's right. Yeah, he's got a Sporting Classics TV. Uh, we're also going to have Pat Reeves, such a cool guy, driven with Pat and Plus, who? Hey, we've got old uh, Ted Ryan. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's Archives and Heritage brand manager. We're going to discuss the all-new Ford Bronco. The Bronco's back, boys. Yeah, and it was uh, introduced this week. Should we ask him about the famous chase? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You are not doing that. You are not doing that. Anyways, we won't go there. All right, so uh, let's get to Chris Dorsey. Should we do it? Sorry, I don't mean to blow you guys off. I got Okay. Talk to Chris. All right, here's Chris. It's Extreme Outdoor Adventure this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Now kicking off a two-parter with Chris Dorsey, host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Here's part one. I'm so nervous to talk to our next guest. I'm sweating. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we are talking extreme outdoor adventures in this week's show, and our next guest is extreme. That's right. He is a cross between Tom Selleck, yes. Ernest Hemingway, and Teddy Roosevelt. I swear to God, if those three guys wow. were to have a baby, it would be Chris Dorsey. <laughs> he is the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Plus, you have to pick up his all-new book, Director's Cut. Mr. Chris, how's it going, buddy? Terrific. After that, I mean, what could be better, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were trying to think of one more person that could bother um, this. I got to say something, though, dude, is you put yourself in positions. And I know you're you're very smart and you're very well educated, not only in experience and hunting and this and that. But, like, you get in the thick of it and you're, like, inches from dying and you're smiling and happy and you do it all the time. <laughs> Well, you know, it's one of those things that if you're if you're fairly comfortable in your shooting, you can walk up to dangerous critters and feel fairly confident, and it's always good to have backup as well. Yeah. Now, when it comes to all of your adventures, Mr. Chris, um, and obviously you've had like seven lifetimes of amazing adventures, and you're you're just one man. What do you think is the most wildest expedition you've ever been on? Not only when it comes to sight and sounds, exciting things to happen, the game you're with, people, you know, stuff like that, 
What would you say was your greatest adventure of all time? It's a tough one to answer because it's it's sort of uh, a two or three parter. It's the critter you're hunting, and it's often the places you're 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 hunting. But it's also, you know, in some cases, just getting to these destinations. One time, McCraney and I, Gerald McCraney, the Emmy-winning actor who yeah. won, uh, won the Emmy for This Is Us on NBC, and he and I have, have done a lot of hunting around the, the globe for different series. And so we're in Kodiak, Kodiak Island, flying over to Port Alliance on a, on a brown bear hunt. In fact, it's the brown bear hunt in which you see that clip where that bear is coming straight at us. Ah. Um, and it's, it's a howling wind. It's just blowing like crazy snowing and, and we're in a little Piper cub and the pilot finally comes in and says, look, let's give it a try. It's one of those things you, <laughs> you don't necessarily want to hear your pilot say, well, let's give it a try because the alternatives are what, you know? So we take off and it's one of those, uh, you know, the way the, the runway is situated at Kodiak. Part of it goes right over a cliff, oh. and it's it's straight down to the ocean from there. So we take off and and immediately catch a a wind blast that just pushes the plane straight down. We're doing a nosedive for the the ocean. You're seeing the rocks. You're seeing the waves. You're seeing the Almighty. And then suddenly <laughs> he pulls this thing up, and it's it's turning and turning, but fighting like hell to get through that wind. And uh, finally, we straighten it out, and we get into a pass maybe 20 minutes later where the wind just shears us and, and turns the plane almost completely sideways, and, and we're crabbing now and bouncing up and down. And I'm, I'm in the back seat. McCraney's in the front seat with the pilot. And I've got one hand against the, the left window, one hand against the right window, trying to keep my head from smashing against it because the plane is shaking so violently. And finally, McCraney spins around. He looks at me and, and over the drone of the engine of the wind says, you do realize that if we crash today, the headlines are going to read, Gerald McCraney and others died. <laughs> <laughs> at least he included you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Gerald McCraney. And he plays such a good bad guy. He was in Longmire. He was in Shooter. And I love that. Oh, yeah, he's I, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I know he died in Shooter, but you just love to hate the man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, <laughs> he's like, and it it takes special talent to be that guy. He's like, he is the perfect villain. <laughs> he really yeah, is. Well, he's, he's actually got a new series coming to Fox this fall, and uh, I think he's starring opposite uh, uh, Sex in the City star Kim Cattrall. Oh and wow! He plays a a philandering televangelist. <laughs> 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 well, I've known a few of those. Episode, <laughs> and the rest of the season is built backwards. So he's back alive, but he gets killed in the first episode and all these illegitimate kids come out of the woodwork trying to get the fortune. And it's, it's quite a, <laughs> quite a roll. Wait till you see it. All right. So Sporting Classics TV, uh, gotta check it out on Outdoor Channel Saturdays, 1230 PM Eastern time. One thing that is really neat about this show that a lot of other outdoor shows don't focus on is multiple species, different locations, culture. You guys, I mean, you, honest to goodness, have to spend more time sitting down, coming up with these places and what to do rather than out there in the field. That takes a lot of work to all the places you guys go. Well, it's a lot of travel, and it's a lot of preparation to travel. And uh, one thing about that brand is, is Sporting Classics, you know, been around for like 40 years now, has really always been the big adventure brand, the big adventure magazine. And and so when we did this joint venture with them, it was very easy to sort of, 
you know, buy into their DNA and, and who doesn't want to travel the globe. And one thing about television is even if you're not going to do it, you, you love traveling with somebody, you love seeing these places. And, you know, look, I grew up watching Kurt Gowdy and the American Sportsman and, and every Sunday afternoon on ABC, there was the American Sportsman larger than life hunting Cape Buffalo down at Argentina fishing or stag hunting. And, and so we brought this big world of adventure through the small screen to me as a as a country kid in, in Wisconsin. And I think to an extent that's kind of what's going on now. We like to celebrate big adventure. It fits the DNA. And e- even if people aren't going to go on a bongo hunt, even if they're not going to go hunt Cape Buffalo, they want to see it. They want to experience it. They want to go along vicariously. So I think, you know, we try and be pretty careful about really drawing people in and really telling the story, giving the background, putting context to the hunt. It isn't just we came, we saw, we conquered, but let's celebrate those who came before us, the great writers, the great cinematographers, and the adventure itself, and and try and do justice and honor that that experience. You bet. Hey, Chris, we're coming up on a hard break. Can you stick around? I got a lot more questions for you. You bet. All right. Hey, we're talking with Chris Dorsey. He's the host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. Sundays at 1230 Eastern Time. Uh, Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Mr. Chris, real quick before we get to a break, to learn more about you, Sporting Classics, also Director's Cut, which we're going to get into after the break. Where can we find you online, buddy? You know, best place is on Instagram, Sporting Classics TV. That sounds good. Hey, more Chris Dorsey right after this. Don't go anywhere. Come listen to a story about some boys I know. They hunt and fish a lot and have a funny show. They love this great land, happy to be free. Give it up for Trav and Papa Jim B. Don't move. The Revolution with Jim and Trav will return right after these important messages. More hunts. More meat. Stephen Ranella and the Meat Eater crew are back with a brand new series on Sportsman Channel. When you work really, really hard for something, it's incredibly gratifying. New adventures. New experiences. I was like nervous, excited. It's just like so amazing. The hunt is all about hanging with your buddies and having a good time in the woods. Fill up on Meat Eater Hunts, Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Let's keep on. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. The Revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air with Extreme Outdoor Adventure. Now, let's get back to Chris Dorsey, host of Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel, Saturdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern, brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. Visit them to spice up your wild game cuisine at himtnjerky.com. This is part two. Hey, we're back. We were talking with Chris Dorsey before the break. We're talking extreme outdoor adventures. And this guy, man, he is, as I said earlier, the extreme. Greatest man on earth, Chris Dorsey. Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. That is Saturdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you catch it every single week for all new episodes. Now, let's discuss Director's Cut. Over 100,000 hours, over 150,000 amazing HD photographs, okay? Tell us what made you decide to do this. You know, it was something that we didn't really set out to do this from the outset 25 years ago. But what we did do is say, look, 
let's start building a library of amazing footage. So, we, like I say, we've got 150,000 hours, I think, of of HD footage from all over the globe. All the all the amazing big game hunts of the world we've captured for a long, long time, usually multiple times. And then we sent some of the best still photographers in the genre out with us. And so we captured this incredible library, visual library, still and and cinematography. And uh, and then married that to a book that's about 400 pages, beautiful landscape, sporting classics, published it. They do some really amazing work. So combining that with a four-hour DVD set, so when you're reading the chapters in this book, there's 21 different chapters of the best big game hunts, most interesting big game hunts in the world. And then with each one of those, there's a companion film, about 10 minutes each. So you could read the book, you could see the, the stunning photography that was taken on the same location, and then you could watch the film itself from the same hunt. And I don't think anybody's ever done that, but it was because we had the resources. We had this amazing content library to, to pull together. I don't think anybody's been able to do that. So we just said, let's go ahead and do that. And and see how it how it turns out, and, and the reviews so far have been pretty astounding. Yeah, well, now the director's cut, you can actually get it in three different versions, right? Yeah, that's right. They, they've got the premiere edition, I think it's $225, something like that, which has a, a custom G-Clay painting inside of every copy, and then they have the deluxe version, and then they have the collector's edition, which is a, and they're all, of course, hard heartbound and and uh, landscape you know format and and stunning photography all the way through but yeah there's three different versions you can buy you can go to the sporting classic store.com and and uh, purchase any one of them right there yeah now everybody knows that you and we've been talking about you hunting all over the world and we had someone on not too long ago was talking about a very close call they had i think it was in iran or somewhere where they were hunting ibex i don't know what that was Mm -hmm. but nevertheless did you ever have any close calls with any of the professional hunters or the people that were coming along or maybe kgb well not that i can tell but uh, (laughs) do you ever know about kgb the, the closest call I ever had was on a moose hunt in uh, on the Wabasca River in northern Alberta, and it was a late season moose hunt. It was about a, a six day float down these this this winding river, which is a pretty substantial river. But we were hunting moose just by canoe, and these were twenty seven foot long river canoes that were stunning, big, giant canoes that you could pack up entire camps and move and and so that's what we did we just hunted by day and then we'd camp at night it was a really fascinating way to see the landscape and the hunt and we we hadn't seen a lot of moose but finally towards the end we were able to get a couple of moose so we were heavily laden with with meat and and antlers and and riding kind of low in these big canoes we had two of them and uh and suddenly we woke up the very last morning and there's ice flows flowing down the river. Ooh. And I didn't really know what to make of that other than, hmm, we better get out of here. <laughs> but but the, the guide at the time just starts screaming, get up, get up, get up. You got to get loaded. And we, of course, we get loaded as fast as we can. We get to the river at about maybe a mile and a half, two miles down the river. We, we hit an elbow in the river. Well, you know what's coming next, right? Mm-hmm. All the ice builds up in that elbow. And it's a, it's a wide enough river that we've got ice on either side of us. So we really can't get to the bank. We can't get to the shore to avoid this big ice jam. And, and so we plow into this ice jam, turn sideways from the flow of the current and the ice. And suddenly we have ice building up on us oh. on both sides. You know, we're, we're jammed on one side and then we've got ice flowing down on the other side and the canoe is starting to buckle and it's, it's 150 yards to shore. No way you're going to get through that, you know, that water. There's just no way you would, you would get there. 
And so <laughs> all we can do at this point is take the paddles and the guy, Weldon Prosser, uh, a fantastic guy, is in the front and, and he doesn't panic, but we're just slamming the ice with the, with the paddles itself, but it's not doing anything. The canoe is starting to buckle and we're going to go under. You know, this thing is just going to collapse and we're going to go under. Mm. The ice will come over the top of us. They'll pick up our bodies downstream in the spring. You know, that's <laughs> one of those kind of a deal. And, and, and so... So I don't know what possessed him to do this, but he literally steps to the middle of this big canoe and jumps as high as he can jump. And he does this three or four times, and the canoe bounces enough that the ice then flows under it, and we rest on top. What? And it was it was the most genius, life-preserving moment anybody has ever, ever <laughs> gone through. I couldn't believe it. And so we're exhausted at this point because this had gone on for probably seven, eight minutes trying to just break the ice frantically, you know, because we didn't know what else to do. And then he jumps and this thing bounces enough. And, and so we, we just collapsed basically in the canoe on top of this ice jam and then finally just dragged the canoe off the ice to the shore. And it, it, you know, it, it was, <laughs> if not for his quick thinking, you know, this, this conversation never would have happened. <laughs> oh my God, that is crazy. That was your Ernest Shackleton yeah. moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was one of those, uh, God bless him. Every, every time I, I see a canoe now, I think of him. Yeah, the most wild thing I ever did was go to town without hand sanitizer. They got <laughs> I mean, really? Right, That's so. pretty dicey these days. <laughs> yes, sir. Mr. Yeah. Chris Dorsey, the host of Sporting Classics TV. You have to watch it. All new episodes on Outdoor Channel every single Saturday, 1230 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, Mr. Chris to learn more about you and Director's Cut. Where do we have to go, buddy? You know, check out SportingClassicsStore.com and you can get them right there. Sounds good. Hey, we have got Pat Nicole Reeve right after this. That's right. The host of Driven with Pat Nicole. That is Outdoor Channel as well. Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by High Mount Seasonings. Visit them online to spice up your wild game cuisine at HIMTNJerky.com. Mr. Chris, you're so awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, a show about two men who share the love of the outdoors and each other. Forget you, Jim. I don't really care. Well, sometimes. Everybody hurts. You pulled that one together. Yeah. <laughs> don't move. The boys will return right after these messages. My Outdoor TV is now available on all your favorite devices. With the best hunting, fishing, and shooting shows ever made, it's the ultimate streaming service for real-life outdoor adventures. My Outdoor TV is packed with over 10,000 exclusive episodes powered by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. The leaders in outdoor entertainment. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. Start your free trial today. My Outdoor TV, now everywhere. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. We're back. The revolution with Jim and Trav is on the air with Extreme Outdoor Adventure. Now firing up another two-parter with Pat and Nicole Reeve, hosts of Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. This is part one. 
Hey, we're back. We're talking Extreme Outdoor Adventures on this week's show. Uh, before the break, we had Chris Dorsey, and he has a program called Sporting Classics TV on Outdoor Channel. But our next guest, man, he knows deer. He is the half of the duo, Pat Nicole Reeve, that is driven with Pat Nicole on Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You old buck killer, you. How's it going, Mr. Pat? Hey, you got the ugly half of the driven crew this time. <laughs> ugly with a beautiful soul, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. One thing I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of, you know, we're talking to Chris Dorsey before the break, and a lot of people, when they're in dangerous game country, they'll use, like, electric fences, you know, put it around their camps and stuff like that. And a lot of people, let's transition that to deer hunting. I've been seeing a lot of people, Mr. Pat, to curb over grazing, putting electric fences up, sometimes two, three strands. Do you think that's a good idea? Does it work with deer or do they just jump over it? Do you guys ever do that? Oh, yeah. We got them out right now, actually. Do you really? It works. It works like a charm. And I've tried everything you can imagine from high fences to snow fencing to sprays. But I found out that electric works probably the best. And and just simply put an electric strand around your food plot to keep them from over-browsing is not just going to work. It has to be done in a particular manner. And really what um, the best uh, way to do it is you double fence it, which is you put a single hot strand wire on the outside. And usually it's a kind of a woven wired rope and it's usually whiter. It's bright colored so the deer can see it. So it's a visual and you put it about three feet, four feet off the ground and that's a single strand, and then on the inside of that single strand, about four feet away, you'd put another row of fencing, only you put one lower and you put one higher, about chest high is the highest one. So now it, what it does is the deer, they know they can't, like, jump it easy. Mm-hmm. It's a depth perception form, so they come up to it, and if they lick it or they touch that first wire it's hot and then they uh, then of course they get a shock and they don't want any part of it and and then uh and then if they try to jump it they feel like they're going to get caught in that second that wire so um and then sometimes you get a smart (laughs) i've had video cameras on these fences here the last month and a half since i've had them up and you you can't imagine some of the reactions you get. It's hilarious because I have it on video mode. Um, our stealth guns on video mode and they, uh, they walk up and they are, of course, licking their nose, you know, so they're well grounded. And when they're licking their nose, of course, their nose is wet and they touch that first wire. It is just, they jump in the air or bolt backwards or yeah, it's, uh, so they, they get trained quick. Like, I don't want any part of that. And it keeps them then out of that. You know, it works best for our interior food plots that are back in the timber or in these secluded areas that might have a heavy deer population that would normally eat off your beans or any of your food source that you have planted in those small little areas. And they wouldn't be able to mature and, you know, grow beans or whatever. So, yeah, it's worked great. And we, uh, we've had some great luck using them. And we, it's called a Hui Man hot zone system is really you can buy it as a kit and it's pretty affordable it's like a couple hundred bucks and you can fence off at least a half an acre so yeah mr uh, uh pat reeve makes you watch pat nicole that is driven with pat nicole all new season outdoor channel tuesdays 9 30 p.m eastern time 
But do you think as a whole, maybe one of the most essential things that more people should work on when it comes to habitat improvement is putting in water sources? Because an animal is just like a human. You can go a lot longer without food than you can water. And for most of the country right now in the Midwest here, we are in a severe drought. Would that be a smart investment for us to work towards more water sources? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all animals need water daily, you know, yeah. several times a day. Um, so, I mean, I, we put them in, all my properties have sometimes a dozen different ponds on them. And these are just water, little water holes. And they're not big, extensive, like erosion pond systems that you would build to stop erosion. These are just specifically made for wildlife watering purposes and we put them in areas that are conducive for hunting we put them back in the on the ridge systems up here in the in the bluff country our water sources are completely at the bottom of the the valleys and and the deer don't want to walk all the way down to the bottom to get a drink they want to you know if they're bed they generally bed high up on these ridges so if you have a water source tucked back in the timber and these are just shaped like a cereal bowl. They're probably, they're really about 20 feet by 20 feet wide and they collect enough rainwater. I never put them in a runoff area. I just build them in the shape of a cereal bowl and they collect enough water from just the shape of it to fill up. And it's, they're about, if you stood in the very center of it, uh, that this 20 by 20 feet radius, is shaped as a cereal bowl, it'd probably be about chest high deep if it was plumb full to the top. Oh, wow, and, wow. And, and then we line these things with simply, I mean, you could buy a pond liner, but that's several hundred dollars. They're expensive to buy a thick rubber pond liner. Mm-hmm. We go to the farm store, we, we buy a eight mil tarp that is, uh, yeah, 20 by 20. And, you know, you got 30, 40 bucks into this, uh, tarp and then we lay that in we lay that in there after we extract all the material we kind of smooth it out make sure there's no sharp edges then we come back and we backfill it with about a foot at least of dirt maybe a little bit more over the entire tarp so you never ever see the tarp and of course it's underneath there and I don't know if you've ever dug up an old tarp and they never rot so some of my ponds have been in for 20 years and and they're still holding water just fine just because they simply have that little bit of a liner in it. You bet. Hey, we're uh, coming up on a break. Can you stick around? we got a lot more questions to ask you. Yes, sir. Okay. Hey, we've been talking with Pat of uh, Pat and Nicole Reeve, and uh, they host Driven with Pat and Nicole. Outdoor Channel. They Tuesdays, do. 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Is that what it He's is? He's also a master angler. People did not know that. I didn't know that. Mr. Pat, to learn more about you and Miss Nicole Driven, where can we find you guys online? DrivenHunter.com. That's where you got to go. All right, this has been presented by My Outdoor TV. Stream on your favorite device or download to watch anywhere, anytime. My Outdoor TV at MyOutdoorTV.com. Pat Reeve. Right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're one with nature and killing deer. Savvy Outdoorsman, baby! This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We kind of like to be stalked. So go ahead and follow us. Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. And at JimandTrav.com. The boys will return in a few moments. 
Join the best in the business on the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. The next two hours could seriously impact my fishing career. This is starting to get awesome. That's the best catch of the day right there. Crazy. You can cut the tension with a knife. We're going to go win this tournament. Six regular season events come to a head at the Tackle Warehouse title. This tournament just got real interesting. Major League Fishing's Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sportsman Channel. Thanks for tuning in to The Revolution with Jim and Trav's Extreme Outdoor Adventure Show. Now, let's get back to Pat and Nicole Reeve, hosts of Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channel, Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences. Visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Here's part two. Hey, we're back. We're talking Extreme Outdoor Adventures on this week's show. And uh, before the break, of course, we had Pat on. Now he's coming back. He's got a lot more things to say that we should hear. Yeah, Mr. Pat Reeve, he is the co-host of uh, Driven with Pat Nicole. That is Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Going to put you on the hot seat for a second. Want to ask you a question, honest opinion. There is this huge debate, and it is so silly that, you know, these people like, I'm not a trophy hunter, I'm a meat hunter, which I'm a meat hunter, you're a meat hunter too. And I personally believe, Mr. Pat, you can be a trophy hunter because who doesn't like a nice big buck? And also, little known fact, the bigger the animal, the more meat you bring home. It's like, I want to marry a woman for love, which I did, but it's also nice that she's pretty, okay? It's like, (laughs) oh, if you marry for love, she can't be good looking. That's BS. Can you be a meat hunter and a trophy hunter at the same time, in your opinion? Oh, absolutely, because, I mean, listen, I've become a trophy hunter over the years just because I'm more selective, and, and I still harvest a ton of deer for for eating purposes and every deer we shoot, we eat. I mean, I got five kids, man. I got to be able to feed these kids somehow. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I enjoy processing them and doing the sausage and making jerky and all that stuff too. That's all become a big family activity for us. But honestly, there ain't a guy in the world that would have two deer walk out or guy or girl, no matter, um, anybody out there hunting and have a big buck and then a younger doe and not shoot the big buck it just just natural thing right i mean mm-hmm. everybody kind of inspires to have that opportunity and i grew up a meat hunter you know i mean i remember back in the day when minnesota you had to apply to get a doe tag and they would give you give you a buck tag you know mm-hmm. you didn't have to apply to get that see we were we were coveting antlerless tags and you'd have to put in for a draw to, to get an antlers tag but you know i mean so we grew up as just meat hunters and, and I still shoot several antlerless deer a year just to simply help manage the herd and they're good eating. Um, but I think over the years, there's a lot of trophy hunters that are in the same boat that go out and of course they're managing their property, which means shooting antlerless deer and they utilize that for the meat and they're a little more selective on the buck harvest. But you know what? I mean, I, I tell this to the game officials. We've, we have meetings sometimes with the state officials here and, and I used to work for the DNR back in the day and they always had that, they have the old school philosophy, you know, they think, they think that today is still the old days when it comes to deer hunting. And then it's, it's not true. I said that, listen, I have, I've had 
kids already come up through the ranks. And, and I have a, a 14 year old daughter that I instilled in her that it wasn't about shooting the biggest buck, but every year she wants to shoot a bigger one and she's a little more selective every year. And it wasn't that that first buck, she didn't shoot a giant buck in the first one, but she wanted to shoot a buck. She didn't want to shoot a doe. I'm like, that's your choice. You know, I let her shoot whatever she wanted. And every year she's, you know, holding out for a bigger one and she's on her Facebook and on her Twitter and all this other social media outlets with her other friends. And that's the way they communicate and they find success and they want to share their photos and they don't want to share photos as much of antlerless deer as they do a big deer Mm -hmm. in their hands. So I told the game officials, I like, listen, you might not like this, but that's the way kids are nowadays. And you know, is it right or wrong or indifferent? Well, that's a philosophy that they've grown up with and like it or not, you're going to have to start managing for more trophy deer. And yeah. it's just because the generation is different than it was in the old days when I grew up as a meat hunter. So um, they find success in a different manner, right? And uh, that's just the way life is. And, um, you know, I, I know it's a challenge to try to manage a resource as a wildlife person because populations get stronger, there's less hunters, and stuff like that, and it's going to continue to be, you know, that way for a period of time, right? Because we're just losing hunters because of the generational things and just not many people being brought into the sport as, as we are losing them from the baby boomer generation. So it's a tough it's a tough balance, but, you know, you got to find that, that balance is, you know, and make people understand, hey, shoot the deer, the analyst deer to help control the population and, uh, you know, eat the venison. I think it's a big, there's a big push now more than ever on field the fork, eating more natural, you know, you know where your meat's coming from versus the meat you buy in the grocery store. This is healthier by far. And, uh, I see a, a transition happening, which is cool. I'm, I'm all about it. And, uh, you know, we're trying to push that ourselves as, it doesn't need to be a trophy buck, I guess, in the eye. The eye is in the beholder of, of what it means to you. And I always said, it isn't the size of the animal. It's about the experience that you have out there, you know, that really means the most anyways. And sometimes some of my my biggest or my most memorable deer were not the biggest for sure. You know, mm-hmm. they were just the particular what happened and, and the, how the hunt happened and who was there on the hunt that really means the most. You bet. Hey, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Pat Reeve. He is the dynamic duo with uh, Nicole on a program called Driven with Pat Nicole. Exactly. Outdoor Channel Tuesdays, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. This has been brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Standing together for great gear, fair prices, expert service, and memorable experiences with Johnny Morris every single day. We like As it. long as you don't go swimming in the fish tanks, visit them at cabelas.com and basspro.com. Mr. Pat, again, to learn uh, more about you and Mrs. Nicole in Driven TV. Where can we find you online, buddy? I just go to Driven Hunter. That's the best place to find uh, there you go. Coming up next, we got... Hey, we've got uh, Ted Ryan. He is with Ford Motor Company. He's in charge of archives and heritage. He's a heritage brand, brand, brand manager. Going to be talking about the all-new Bronco. Just released. Stick around, Ted Ryan. Coming up next, Mr. Pat, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. 
introduction to the outdoors, recruiting new hunters. Bear, deer, elk, moose, turkey, pheasant, we like to kill what we eat, and we keep it legit. We're talking conservation, RBF, NWTF, QDMA, SEIDU, real treat every day. The Revolution with Jim and Trav. By listening to this show, you are officially more American than the Statue of Liberty punching Kim Jong-un in the face at the Super Bowl while eating a hot dog. So, that's pretty American. Outdoor radio for over 16 years. Stay tuned. The Revolution will continue after these short messages. Monday nights on Outdoor Channel, every adventure starts in the field and ends on the fort. The country is wild as you could ever dream. You better be ready to work for it. Join epic outdoorsmen as they hunt, fish, and forage around the world to create the perfect meal. Our quest is to bring in foodstuffs that are wild, delicious, safe, and healthy. The most mouthwatering night in Outdoor Channel history. Taste of the Wild. Mondays beginning at 7. Bon Appetit. It's time to reimagine the off-road experience because Yamaha has reimagined the side-by-side. Available in either two- or four-seat models, the Wolverine R-Max 1000 lineup sets a new benchmark in the off-road world. Featuring a 999cc parallel twin engine, aggressive tires, and an automotive-style cabin. And select models include high-performance Fox IQS in-cab adjustable suspension, all-new D-Mode to optimize power delivery, an integrated Yamaha Adventure Pro navigation system, and much more. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com to learn more about the Wolverine R-Max 1000. It's time to get out there and realize your adventure with Yamaha. Professional driver on closed course. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trav, an extreme outdoor adventure. Now, let's give a big revolution welcome to Mr. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's Archives and Heritage Brand Manager. Brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Check them out at YamahaMotorsports.com. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. We're talking extreme outdoor adventure on this week's show. Before the break, we had Pat Reeve on. He has a program called Driven with Pat and Nicole on Outdoor Channels, Tuesdays, 930 Eastern Time. Did you know, no joke, he actually has two deer blinds that are old Broncos. (laughs) Seriously! It's pretty cool. Just now being joined by Ted Ryan. Is that road hunting? No, they took the wheels off. Four-wheel drive is not working anymore. All right, so just now being joined by Mr. Ted Ryan. He is Ford Motor Company's Archives and Heritage brand manager. Not sure what that means. But Me I, either. I do know this. He's here to talk about the all-new Bronco. Bill Wild. Mr. Ted, how's it going, buddy? Happy to be on and talk the history of the Ford Bronco, one of my favorite vehicles. Yeah, well, I remember when the Bronco first came out, what, in 1966? And, uh, it, you know, honest to God, I don't mean to be cruel on this thing, but it kind of looked like a cereal box with wheels. But, man, you guys have <laughs> updated, I mean, beyond what anybody would ever hope for. You know, that initial Ford Bronco was, was uh, very specific in what it was supposed to do. The GIs had come home from World War II, and they were buying the Army surplus Jeeps, and Jeep uh, was making CJs. Most people don't know it, by the way, but Ford actually built more than 275,000 Jeeps during World War II and was actually responsible for the body style of the Jeep. Three different companies uh, submitted proposals, and the body style of Ford was chosen, and uh, Willis Overland's engine and Phantom, so... Ford built 
more than 275,000 of them. And then after the war, we found a niche that people wanted uh, uh, an outdoor drivable uh, version like that, but they wanted more comfort. So we introduced the Bronco in, in 66. And it, it did look a little austere, uh, might be a better word than stereo box. But, uh, they, they sure are collectible now. Those first generation Broncos are, have for five years in a row have been the most valuable car at Haggerty.com. See, that's why, Jimbo, you were passed over for the uh, Archives and Heritage brand manager because you said cereal box with wheels during the interview. Uh, but I didn't realize, I knew you guys had a big part in what you did with World War II, but that was a far more compact. It wasn't the the big size, and you guys actually coined SUV, and I had no idea you did that. But when you brought it and you expanded it to the U.S. markets for distribution and sale, you actually increased the size of the Bronco, didn't you? We did, and uh, we made it even the 78 version is probably the one that you're thinking of and referencing, which is actually the most popular one. Uh, in 1978 model year, they put it on an F-150 chassis, and it got a whole lot bigger and a whole lot more comfortable. Uh, and it also got air conditioning and an AM-FM radio for the first time. <laughs> Can you imagine driving a Bronco? For the, the first generation never had air conditioning or an AM-FM radio and didn't even get uh, power steering until 1974. Oh, wow. When you drove a Bronco, you had to want to drive the Bronco because your arms were pretty tired by the end of it. What's really cool, when you guys brought back to uh, the United States the Ford Ranger, and now you guys are bringing back the Bronco, because, you know, overseas you were producing the Ranger. It wasn't for sale here locally. But now is now you have three all-new models of the Bronco, which is really neat how you guys expanded that line, but they're all focused around that built wild 4x4 adventure vehicle, aren't they? They are, and, and uh, you know, in my job as an archivist, I've you know, got a great job. We actually had the design team into the archives several times, four or five at least, and we would pull out these displays on Bronco Heritage, and one of the ones I did was the initial memo uh, on the Bronco actually had a uh, document called, it was headed the GOAT, G-O-A-T. Not greatest of all time, but goes over any terrain. <laughs> and that was the, yeah, that was the, the philosophy of the initial Bronco. Goes anywhere, does anything. And, and the design team actually had that memo enlarged and it became one of the guiding philosophies on the current Bronco to the point that they actually... Uh, title the driving modes the goat mode goes over any type of terrain yeah one of the uh, races that uh, that i participated in back in the 60s and 70s was a race in michigan called press on regardless where you did all kinds of back roads and i gotta tell you something the ford bronco did really well in that race it did it was a racing stalwart you know it actually was the only four by four to ever win the overall at the baja 1000 uh, typically motorcycles win the overall uh, race and uh, Bronco won multiple times in its category and in 1969 was the overall winner of the uh, Baja 1000. It, it had great off-road chops and the new ones do as well. I'm so excited. My son is just begging me to get him up the smaller version. Uh, so we'll have to see uh, how his grades turn out in college this semester when, when uh, the order window <laughs> opens up. Yeah, now you, you've got three models of the Bronco coming out. Are they all on the same platform or is the uh, the smaller version, the uh, Sport, is that on a Ranger frame? It's on a different frame, but the, the interesting thing on all of these new Broncos, we have a two-door, which is an homage to the original Bronco, which was only ever sold in two doors. Uh, the four-door, uh, and then you have the Bronco Sport, a, a slightly smaller version. 
Uh, but all of them, and for the first time ever, every all of these Broncos are based on four-wheel drive platform. Uh, so anytime you buy a Bronco, you're getting four wheels of uh, four-wheel drive and, and fun capability. Yeah, now obviously, uh, once again, talk with Mr. Ted Ryan, Ford Motor Company's Archives and Heritage brand manager. The F-150 is the utmost best-selling truck in America, I think, for 289 years or something like that. Henry Ford started it. Yeah, he actually did. It's crazy. <laughs> um it's hard to think that there is a vehicle more iconic in America than the F-150, but the Ford Bronco, I mean, it truly is. You guys have been in thousands of movies. One of Jimbo's favorite shows is Longmire. Yeah. And what do you drive like? I a, just drool. 1984? No, it was a 94. 94. 1994. XLT. Yeah. I mean, they're so classic. You know them. Everybody loves them. But it's really amazing that America just adopted this fascination with the Ford Bronco, and it's carried on literally since its inception. It is, and what's even more surprising uh, to me is that, you know, uh, the Bronco went out of the market in 96, and by the way, I love Longmire and that Bronco, uh, went out of the market in 96, and it, it's become more popular since it's been off the market than it was when it was still being sold, and I think it's the, uh, you, you see it everywhere, you see it in the pop culture, it's in more than 100 uh, music videos or uh, song lyrics, and, you know, it's this iconic thing that to get out and get into the wild. And I think particularly now that we've all been locked in with COVID, everybody wants to get out. And so the the, the Bronco is, is fitting uh, a niche in pop culture. Uh, well, and there's there have been a couple of famous Broncos, too, that, that you may recall. <laughs> John Paul II drove a modified Bronco as a Pope mobile. Most people don't know that in uh-huh. 1979. And then we know the other white Bronco that was uh, <laughs> chased around L.A. So <laughs> it's got this iconic role. Uh, now, now with the uh, with the Bronco, can you upgrade the interior? Say a soccer mom wants to get one, but she says, I don't want those cloth seats. I want leather. Can they do that? You can. And that's one of the beauties of the new Bronco is that, that you can accessorize it however you want. Uh, one of the designers said it best to me the other day. He said, anybody with 15 minutes and a, and a couple of tools can take off the doors, change them out, change out the handles, upgrade the interior. Uh, it's being designed so that it's completely uh, compartmentalize. You can, you can change everything. You want flares, different flare wheels. You can do those. Uh, it can be upgraded, uh, any which way you want. You bet. Hey, that was old Ted Bryan. He's with Ford Motor Company's archive and heritage brand manager. Exactly. And again, Mr. Ted, to learn more about you and the all new Ford Bronco buddy, where do we have to head to online to do that? Ford.com forward slash Bronco. You can learn all about the new Bronco. More revolution right after this. This has been brought to you by Yamaha's proven off-road ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Hop online, check them out. YamahaMotorsports.com and also always go. Even if you're just screwing around at work, you know, it's a good way to pass the time. Ford.com slash Bronco. All right, got to get you a break. Mr. Ted, you're so awesome. God bless you, buddy. Thank you for having me on today. The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Log on to JimandTrev.com for an online experience like nothing ever before. Check it out now and stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Trev will continue right after these messages. How would you like to save up to $500 on your next vacation package? Any vacation package anywhere in the world. 
Just call Superior Travel and mention the code RADIO and save up to $500. We'll design a custom, fantastic vacation just for you. With all the bells and whistles. Not some cookie-cutter vacation, but a unique, all-included vacation customized by one of our exclusive travel experts. And our service is completely free. You pay nothing more. So why waste your time? Let us do it for you. We've got over 100 years of travel experience to help Help create the perfect trip for you. Call now and learn how to save up to $500 on your next custom vacation. Pick up the phone, call Superior Travel, and use the code word RADIO. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. Outdoor adventure and great eating go hand in hand with all of our High Mountain Seasonings jerky kits, snack and sticks, buckboard bacon, finishing sauce, rubs and shakers, marinades, and more. Go to HIMTNJerky.com or call 1-800-829-2285 today. The Revolution with Jim and Trav present Real Men of the Outdoors. Real Men of the Outdoors. Today we salute you, Mr. Jim. Look who it is, it's Jim. With his endless supply of Tommy Bahama outfits, safari hats, and sandals. What were you thinking? I was going to change my name to Tommy Bahama. You think it looks natural, but it couldn't look weirder. Unless maybe it had a propeller. Oh, look at the freak! I do have new shorts. (laughs) Well, I got Hollywood legs. I I like to wear shorts and a t-shirt when I record. Do you know that I have barbecue sauce on my knuckle? Yeah, I did lick it off. So once again, we salute you, oh grandpappy of the outdoors, Mr. Jim. I don't know if it was from yesterday or last week. It's the grandpappy of the outdoors. Great show, everyone. We just gotta get out of here. Man, this is it. Oh, no. This sounds serious and real. This concludes the revolution with Jim and Trav this week. What the hell are we still doing here? Don't forget to drop the boys some feedback and stay in touch at JimandTrav.com. Hey, what a great show this week. We talked about extreme outdoors. Of course, we had Chris Dorsey and then uh, Pat Reeve with uh, Pat Nicole and then also Tim Ryan. Ted Ryan. <laughs> You did so Mrs. well. brother. I shouldn't have even corrected you. Talking about the all-new Bronco. Mrs. Bunny, last word, what would you like to say? Uh, JimandTrav.com. Go there and have a great weekend outside, guys. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it is warm outside, so keep hydrated. Keep hydrated. Uh, hammer home firearm safety. Take some kids outdoors. Just mentor them and be a family together outdoors. That's, That's what right. you got to do, right? That's it. God bless the USA. God bless you. And uh, you know what? We'll return. Right after this. No, next week. Oh, next week. It won't feel like that Are, long. Am I coming? back? No, you're probably not. <laughs> Alright, anyways, you'll be hanging out with Tim. Uh, Alright, we gotta go. We'll talk to you boys and girls next week. Peace out. God bless. We love you. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.